This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, in all my pontificating, I forgot to tell you the about the scoreboard at the uh, RBS Heritage Tournament. Uh, Webb Simpson has shot 65-65, and he leads by one shot over uh, the incredible Hulk Bryson DeChambeau. And Corey Connors is also at 131. Ryan Palmer and Matthew Fitzpatrick are at 132. Uh, There are a lot of good players in the field, but they're a little further down, and um, they're going to have to make a run this weekend. Okay, it's time to welcome our first guest um, into the show. Uh, Devin Gee, as I mentioned earlier, is the head professional at Oakmont Country Club and um, played himself a fine round of golf on Tuesday. Not a bad one on Monday either at the Tri-State Open and uh, was the winner. And um, welcome, Devin. How are you this morning? I'm great, Mike. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Well, you're very welcome, and congratulations on that win. Uh, I know that was special, uh, and maybe you can talk about that for a little bit to get us started here. Yeah, Mike, it, it, it was a special one uh, for, for a number of reasons. Um, first, it was just great to see Rocco play so well, 15-year-old, go out there and shoot 67 on that first day, and, and uh Really back it up on the second day. He got to eight under and and uh, had a couple bad shots in there, but to to play one over the rest of the day was just awesome to see. And and uh, for me to to win it, Bob, my mentor, as you know, Mike, Bob checks a lot of boxes for me. Mentor, mm-hmm. friend, you name it. He's won that event eight times, and and the trophy's named after him. Um, so to win it with him there was was really special for me. And it was really cool for people, you know, and there weren't a lot of people out there watching, but for those of us who were, it was really cool to see the two guys who were battling for the title were both former Bob Ford assistants. Yeah, John, Johnny Aber, he uh, he played so well. And for those of you, those who know John and have played with him, he's just so solid. And I said to a couple guys after, I mean, you're playing with John on that back nine, you just know he's not going to make a bogey because his short game's so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's such a gentleman, and, and it, I always enjoy playing with him. He's He's been like a big brother to me in a lot of ways. So uh, whether we're playing in one of the last groups or one of the first groups, it's always fun. And he and I were kind of saying on 15 and 16, he's like, this is fun. We're both playing well. And uh we we both said to each other, it's just nice to be back out playing golf again after uh, after all everyone's been through. So it, it was really special. Well, I can tell you 
because I was up on the hill behind 18 uh, for the last couple groups to come in. The um, the guy whose the uh, the trophy is named after was standing up there like a proud papa, watching you guys come in because you know I I know what he thinks of you guys and obviously uh, that feeling is reciprocated. But he was pretty darn proud of you too. Yeah, he I know he was. He uh, he's been great. He's been there for for me. He's been uh, present for a couple wins and, and for him to be there for that one, it, it meant a lot. And to your point, he's, uh, he means a lot to me. He means a lot to John. He means a lot to a lot of people. So whenever he's around for any of those things, it just makes it a little extra special. So you have a tri-state open title. And, uh, when was that? Two years ago, you won the West Penn open, correct? Uh, that would have been 16. So, uh, four, yeah, five. I know, four or five years ago. Well, that was that was a hard one too. Uh, Longview was playing pretty difficult that day, as I recall. So, those are the two biggest tournaments, I guess, you can win in in our part of the state. Um, was that one of your goals, or, or I mean, not just at the tournament, but you know, as you play each year, is that a goal? to have both of those titles? Well, sure, sure, it's a goal. You'd love to. Uh, you'd love to win every tournament you play in. <laughs> Never happened. Sure. Right. Uh, unless you're Brooks Kepka winning four, four, you know, yeah. two U.S. Opens and two PGAs. But, yeah, it, it certainly is something you, you try to do. I, I don't know. You know, I, I think that everyone – views those two tournaments as, as two of the bigger ones in the area. I know that Bob always did. He'd, he'd always say that to me, you know, West Penn Open, Tri-State Open, State Open. Those were sort of the three big ones mm-hmm. if you weren't from a local and regional standpoint. So, yeah, when the year starts, if, if you can win one of those or and compete in, in all three of them and have a chance, you, you feel good about it. So... Uh, obviously, and I think you told me that you had been playing well for a while in, in the chances that you've had. Um, has it been difficult, more difficult than normal, um, trying to get into playing shape, you know, because of the, the, the three-month shutdown? Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. Mike, I, I think like everyone, every, everyone's played a little more golf than, than maybe normal. Uh, it, it is different competing, though. And, uh, you know, none of us have competed as much as we normally would have up until this point. And, and there is that element. Now, everyone sort of feels that, but I, I, there's a there's a comfort and nerves element that comes into play when you haven't played in competition for a period of time and then you go back out there and you're around the lead so so that that was an element on Tuesday but luckily uh, played through it and uh, and somehow got it in the hole on that that 18th hole but other than that I mean I, I think everyone would say yeah I mean we, we feel pretty good about where our games are yeah. considering all that's been going on so I, I mentioned this in the last segment, and I, and I wanted to get your your take on it. 
um, we had on that final leaderboard 10 of the top 12 spots on that board went to amateurs. I think that's pretty remarkable. I haven't gone back and looked at the history to see, you know, if there's been a similar year or not, but that's some pretty darn good playing by guys, um, you know, who don't play against you guys a lot, but they were out there and putting scores up. They were, and I, I think it's just awesome. Uh, we That's another reason I, I know that I and a lot of the guys love the, the Tri-State Open along with the West Coast because we, we get the opportunity to play with with the amateurs in the area. Uh, normally, we're, our, our section events, we're just playing with our fellow professionals. But in those, we get to play with, with the amateurs and the top amateurs, which is always fun because we we know those guys, and we play in the Palmer Cup every year against them, as you know, and, and uh, we just enjoy it. They're, they're, they're great guys, and they play great, and you saw that this past week. Jimmy Ellis going out there and shooting 600. Jimmy's a great player. Um, I think I think Louie had a good round. I know there were, there were 10 of them, so I shouldn't try to name all of them, but they all play great. And it just shows you how, how strong amateur golf is right now. And uh, I, I just think it's an incredibly positive thing. And you, uh, Palmer Jackson wasn't there. Um, Brady Pavarnik wasn't there. Uh, there were a couple others, you know. So yeah, your amateur golf is in a pretty good spot right now, and it has been, you know, with with Palmer and that little group of theirs, you know, maturing and 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 uh, their games maturing as well. Um, you know, Palmer's kind of the headliner with that, but there are a lot of good players. Um, let me ask you this. You got, um, what kind of year do you anticipate at, uh, Oakmont this year? You have a little tournament coming up here, uh, not all that far in the future. Um, what kind of year will it be at Oakmont? Well, it, it's, it's going to be a great year the rest of the summer. Uh, I think like most places, the weather's just been so perfect. And we saw that at Williams and it's the same at Oakmont and, and, and everywhere, the golf courses are the best they've ever been. Um, and and uh, we're no different at Oakmont. The golf course is spectacular. And hopefully it's a it's a as normal as can be year for us. And as you mentioned, we, we do have the, the U.S. Amateur next year. We're going to be watching uh, them play out at Bandon and, and just see how, how that goes. We're, we're hoping that our amateur is much more normal than what they're going to experience out there, but um, we'll certainly be watching and uh, preparing as we need to as we get ready for that, that event in August next year. As always, the old saying goes, uh, Oakmont can get ready for any tournament. Just give them a little bit of time to slow the greens down and put the tee in the ground. Um, do you? Are there any um, um, changes to the course um, in you know coming up for the amateur. No, Mike, there, there really aren't. Um, I, I know as a club, everyone's very pleased with the golf course, and, and I certainly don't speak for the USGA, but I, I know that after 16, how the the golf course performed, everyone was very happy with it, and, and really don't foresee any major changes leading up to. 21 or 25 for that matter 
Right. So just uh, as you mentioned, slow the greens down a little bit, cut the rough a little bit, and let them go play. Yep. Good luck to all of them. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Devin, th- uh, thanks as usual uh, for coming on this morning. Uh, again, congratulations on, on that Tri-State Open win. It was fun. And that golf course, boy, that, that couldn't have been a whole lot better. That was a really good layout uh, for those two days. Yeah, it really so, was. Paul and uh, and Chris down there, they did a great job. And I uh, really appreciate it, Mike. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, good luck, and we'll uh, we'll be seeing you soon, hopefully. Okay, Mike. Take care. All right. You too. That's uh, Devin Gee, the head professional at uh, Oakmont Country Club. He had a nice week this week, and um, uh, we'll see where the golf season takes uh, all those guys, amateurs and pros, as uh, it gets cranked up more and more. All right, you're listening to The Golf Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.